hot seat. Yo. The Oklahoma hot seat. Yo. Missing on that listening could be costly. You got me? Welcome back to uh, two shows in a row. Oreo is not with us right now, but he will. We have Clay Mars, Josh Bryant in the house. Welcome, fellas. What's going on? You may want to, if you're you're fine, you might want to slide that just a little bit. You got a deep voice. It'll carry. All right. Uh, Thanks, fellas, for coming in. Josh, coming in hot. I really appreciate it. You had a long night last night, huh? I did, man. Yeah. Well, you're at Crop Happy's now? Yeah, I mean, I'm picking up a couple of shifts for him, helping him out. That's good. Helping me out. And well, congratulations on, I, I know I've told you before, but congratulations on the child. Thanks, man. First kid. Yeah, it's, it's been, it's it's been a trip. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Clay's, you got how many? One. There you go. 13. Yeah. Almost. Uh, She's tall as him. Half taller than me. <laughs> 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 well, uh, so you guys uh, are here. Um, you guys are big wrestlers. You guys have grown up here in Oklahoma, um, very successful in, in what you've done. Uh, Clay, if you don't mind, give uh, the listeners a little feedback on really kind of where you grew up and what you did growing up. Tulsa born, been here my whole life, um, wrestled from second grade all the way through high school, Union High School, uh, went on, wrestled five years at University of Central Oklahoma in Edmond and uh, moved back, uh, worked a year or two, but got into jiu-jitsu and MMA with Mikey Burnett, the Lions Den. That what was, was, what was that? 90? 99. Nine. Wow. End of 98, 99. And uh, trained there for a while. And, you know, Mikey told me, hey, you want to keep doing wrestling, you know, try MMA. And fell in love with jujitsu and grappling and MMA and kind of did all of them, competed in tournaments, competed in uh, MMA. And uh, we were in that infancy kind of of MMA where we. <laughs> Literally everything was learning. Like we learned a lot of BS that wasn't, you know, because nobody knew. Like th- this is a great move. No, it's he's not. talking about like on YouTube when you see those. Yeah, guys. like backyard the, brawls. Yes, or, or <laughs> the crotch grabbing senseis. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, those kind of things. So Blood every, sport stuff. Every ten things we learned, there was about one good. You know, <laughs> that's where it, I think it was great for Josh and Ryan McLean, and even Dave came in later. David Heath. Uh, like me and Tom Jones, like we had to learn a lot of BS to get the pass on to these guys and say, okay, don't waste your time ever learning this like we did. So, yeah, but so he's talking about like catch wrestling and stuff like that, like legit moves. Yeah, before like wrestling was. Well, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was taken off with, with geese, you know? Yeah. But in MMA, yeah, these I, guys I, were. I'm an idiot when it comes to all this stuff. Everything. My son got into wrestling for a little bit out in Bixby. Um, we're not in Bixby. We're in Broken Arrow School Districts. Uh, I talked to you. I talked to Josh about it. Um, I'm an idiot when it comes to that. So any type of knowledge. But that was that was back when MMA was pretty much kind of in its infancy, wasn't it? For sure. Oh, yeah. Because like, my first uh, four pro fights, some of those guys, I fought 170 because I had to. There wasn't a 155 that you could offer. And, you know, I was – that, was, that cut, wasn't even a weight class. I didn't have to cut weight. Yeah, it wasn't even a weight class. And I eventually went down to 155, and I competed in grappling at 159. But, um, you know, they had these guys pulling a lot of weight, just like in high-level wrestling, that were 30 pounds heavy coming down. So And yeah. Oklahoma's pretty pretty big. I mean, that that's – I mean, Oklahoma, Oklahoma's football is really our, our – uh, but, I mean, right behind that, I believe it's wrestling. I oh, mean, because UCO – I mean, I went to UCO. UCO's yeah. got a great wrestling yeah. program. Those dudes are, Especially are back intense. 
and when we were there. In the oh, late 90s. listen to him. Like, <laughs> Back when I was no, there, it wasn't for me. <laughs> I, I was a uh, I was a drill partner for a Whatever. long time. But uh, we had they uh, won four NCAA titles in a row, and we were competing high with high level D one schools at that time. They've came down a little bit, and they're kind of coming back up now. But yeah, Oklahoma has a great wrestling heritage, and it just keeps going on. And did you state? Were you in high school? How? How? I mean, I know some of yours, Josh, but I was uh, I was all state my senior year. <laughs> Clay, Clay's like, well, let's let's list them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah go ahead and list them if you don't. No, I, 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 know, I, I know. did I'm pretty well. I I had a uh, what sucked was I was ranked number one in the state in five A, which is the highest class when I was a senior, and uh, in the regional finals. Broke my collarbone oh. and didn't wasn't allowed to compete in the state tournament. So you know the guy just beat, won the state title, and went on to OU. And uh, that's where I verbally committed before the state tournament was OU. And uh, I ended up changing my mind last minute went to UCO. But I did compete in all state and beat the state champion and and won you know Greco state title and did decent in freestyle. So. Josh, here's what's more important: his style of wrestling converted over for Jits like. A lot of guys can't convert. They can't. They what do you mean? What, like, what's so what's the problem there? In wrestling, you don't go to your back. There's a lot of uh, not locking your hands. Positions is positions mainly. Yeah. They they don't. They just don't uh, flow. They don't flow. And you they can't interlace the two styles. Mm-hmm. And and Josh, you, you're Kawita, right? Yeah, I went to Kawita. Yep. So and you grew up here, obviously. I, yeah, from here. Yep. And when did you start wrestling? Well, uh, fifth grade, I think. Really? Yep. Yep, and Kawita's wrestling. Kawita's pretty good, good right? Yep, they were good. Yep, yep. They had a bunch of. He he had to go against a bunch of those studs. Yeah, <laughs> in fact, they would come. Their old, their head coach, I think, was Tim Johnson. Was your mm-hmm. coach? Yep. he was my head coach when I was a ninth grader at Union. Oh yeah. So he went out there, became mm-hmm. the athletic director. He's wrestling coach, and uh, great because guy. they weren't he was a very great guy. Shout because out to they coach weren't five A, they were below us. Yep, we practiced together all the time. Yep, because we they weren't our competition in the in the state tournament. So. Yeah, Kawita and, and Bixby too. We were always practicing all together, even in high school at the school. How 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 big is that community? Because I mean, the only thing I can relate to is hockey, obviously, and hockey's not a very big community. But once you know somebody, it's, it's it, it all relates. Hundred percent, it's the same. Like yeah. you, you play against all these guys from all these other states. I mean, Tulsa has the nationals, the, the wrestling competition. It's huge. Yeah, people. Really? Since yeah. Like the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, I don't know. I mean, that yeah. that's the whole goal. I mean, that's always been my goal of this podcast is is getting more knowledge about things that are involved in the community. Like, you know, you have a gym that's literally right across the street. Josh, you were involved in that gym. Yep. Yep. In Tol- like Tulsa Nationals, man, I wrestled it one year. I wrestled a kid from California, Michigan, Pennsylvania. Like, just they're from everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's huge. Pennsylvania's that I, I always hear they're a lot very of good they're yeah. very that's good. Really, it's always been good, but it's come up even more and more. It may be the best state now for just youth wrestling and high school wrestling. Really, they're all these private it. schools and. Yeah. So, Josh, give us. Give, I mean, I know a little bit of your story, but give give somebody um, listening a little well, bit about so your wrestling, story. Wrestling background, yes. Didn't go to college. I just. Wasn't for me, I guess. No, it's not for and, everybody. Well, I know. And it, at first, I thought it was a, a bad decision on my part because I was I was a good wrestler, mm-hmm. but went in, started training with Clay, and they took me under their wing, taught me everything, man. Him, Dave Heath, Tom Jones, Dorothy Voss, mm-hmm. brought me, and like what? It was only a few months later they were like, "Hey, you want to fight?" <laughs> <laughs> so Some like, people got it, and he had it. I mean, you knew it, even going to the stand up which wasn't 
ever my specialty, but he was comfortable doing everything right off the bat. And, you know, you can just know doing it for the amount of years I'd already done it, like this guy has it. He can do it. Yeah. It's just easily – you're easily able uh, to transition. Well, for me, and the same wrestling-wise, jiu-jitsu was, was cake. Yeah. It was easy to pick up, you know what I mean? Just like my style of wrestling worked well. That's what I was telling people the other day about Josh. <laughs> I was like, Josh was basically the big me because we wrestled and grappled – pretty much exactly the same you know well yeah the, it's funny because i he'll always say i scramble like a little guy you know what i mean which makes it tough because big guys can't I normally can't scramble it. like that um i mean honestly hot boxing is one of the hardest things to learn yeah. the footwork you know what i mean timing it's it's a repetitive thing you have to put the time in yeah i used to box uh in the summer just for car uh, for cardio oh, for yeah, hockey like, it's the it's like tybo yeah no, kick, actual kick, boxing. Actual boxing. You know better than I that. I do. I do. <laughs> um, so you, yeah, you so, got into that. So I started training with them at Old Mikey's gym um, in 2007. Yeah. And had my first pro fight April of 2007. Yeah. So how, how was that going from basically just that amateur to that pro? I, like didn't, I didn't do amateur. That was one thing. Oh, you didn't? You never did amateur? Yeah. What? See, I so thought you did. So here's how it worked. They they offered me a fight. I could have went. I had a choice basically at that time because, like he said, when I came in, they had already laid this groundwork. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He, <laughs> what's the one downtown that you fought at? Uh, rock and Rumble. Rock and Rumble. Oh <laughs> man, you should and, see and these if you pictures. Date this, I tell people, I'm like, how long I've been in it is I fought before GSP fought, and when people think of George St. Pierre, they're thinking he fought so long ago. Like, yeah. My first fight was before him, and then like Tom Jones was before him, and Mikey was before him. So, well, but let's put it like you had before I fought one pro fight. They, I don't know, what did you have six, maybe seven total. Seven total? Yeah. Yeah. How long? No, how but, long? No, no, only before I. So you had five then. So he'd already fought five times. David already fought a bunch. My my when I first started going in, Dave got his first um, UFC, UFC fight. Yeah, UFC. He, so he had. How long had it been around? Before you guys had oh, Clay, I'm, I don't mean to date you, but oh, yeah, I'm 44. Yeah. <laughs> no, how long had it really been around before you had gone in? Because then that'll give, I mean, well, listeners so, a little bit so, better idea. So, of, hold on. So, uh, when I started training, Mikey was doing Ultimate Fighter, right? Mikey Burnett. And that was season four. Yeah. And right. He had already fought in the. So, that dates it for people because everybody. Season four. The, the it, Stephen Bonner and Forrest Griffin fight. Yeah. For Ultimate Fighter, that was kind of the number one. mainstream. That kickoff. was when I got. That was when I kind of. That's the mainstream kickoff for UFC. Oh wow! It had more um, views, yeah. something like that. Halfway through the fight, people, so many people tuned in. It was like a record, set a record or something. Wow. Yeah. So that and that that's right. kind of when everybody mainstream started noticing. Yeah. And Mikey's UFC or the Ultimate <laughs> Fighter, that was like a, a comeback. So he had already fought years and years. He fought in Tulsa at the Pavilion Center. When the I UFC love that place. came to town, was that four UFC four? I'm not even sure. I think it was UFC yeah. four. Wow. So he he had been around a long time. I love that place. That that's that's a great arena. That's where that's the Nationals, Nationals are. are. They, oh really? Not anymore. I don't think they may not be. But they, we used to play oh, hockey that's where there. They were. They were for years. ever. Yeah. Yeah. We used to play hockey there. I love that place. It's a really it's 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 a great arena. I mean, you're right on top of, yep. right there. <laughs> uh, so the one he was talking about his weight class, I, I have to throw this in. Uh, what was the the one? There's one guy that he had to fight. Uh, 
He was like 200 pounds. Bobby Volker. Whoa. And he was in the UFC and for He was. That's why I was talking about it. This is the... Whoa. He was like a 200... That's a massive difference. Bro, he was... I was 168, I think, and... I he think pulled I, the 170. Yeah, was in the mid 190s. He looked like he was fight. dead at weigh-in. Yeah, and it didn't look like, like the same person. He didn't. And then he came in the next day. I mean, the dude's got to be six foot at least. Yeah. And Clay's five foot, so it's a big difference. <laughs> Dude had like twenty knockouts in amateur, and he was like twenty and zero or something crazy, and like six and zero pro. I was two and zero pro. That was all the fights I'd had. And uh, I'm not saying I shouldn't have taken the fight because I gave him. It well, was a fault to a decision. Well, you don't. It was. It was a close decision. It was a decision. And, and I lost. I, I lost. At a, I won the last round. Uh, absolutely. And, but I could tell then. Like I don't need to be at one seventy. Well, I'm not tall enough. No. People in the that aren't in the know, when a guy comes in and has twenty pounds on you in water weight and strength, it makes a huge difference for the first round and a half. Yeah. Then then you're just it's well, all about cardio, right? Well, they, your it, stamina. It, well, no. If if he does enough damage in the first round, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. He's the only yeah. guy I never <laughs> took down in the first round. Had um, to slow him and, down, and I I couldn't I. Shoot in, and we end up playing a lot of guard. But third round, I was able to take him down, start dropping elbows, and play my game. But yeah, I could tell, like, golly, this dude's huge. <laughs> dude was, I mean, seriously huge. Yeah, that doesn't that that's a massive difference there. I try to tell my guys now that my up and comers that you know, I'm looking out for their best interest because, and I'm not, I'm not putting any promoters or any matchmakers. On, some of them don't always have the best interest of the fighters. They're trying to put together good shows. They're trying to build somebody, but it always may not it may not be my guy. And uh, you know these guys get lured in. Back then, they're just like, "Hey, you need to fight this Bobby Volker guy. He's got almost thirty fights already, and you got two. Yes, and you're way undersized." And oh, I, by the way, he weighs two hundred pounds and, and cuts I, to seventy. And I'm like, okay. And honestly, I probably should have had somebody saying, "You probably shouldn't take that fight yet." Not that I couldn't later on, but get four or five more fights. And either go down to weight class or get bigger and fight this guy. And uh, nowadays, I'd really try to. Oh, it's it's well, it's different now. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, they don't even people don't even. I mean, some some promotions are making it where you can't even cut that much weight. Yeah, they're making it impossible. And they'll make you weigh in the day of the uh, day fight. Yeah, you can't be more than ten over. This guy was. I was going to ask over, what over twenty over. Is there is there a leeway there? Like you have to come in because I don't understand. Do you, do you have to come in at that weight or are you that weight or under? That weight or under, but, yep. but not significantly under. No, no, you you only have to be at weight. Yeah, right. And then some promotions are doing it where you, the next day you have to weigh, and you can't be more than ten pounds over. They don't want these guys. So they don't want them 30. sucking thirty pounds of water weight. Yeah. Well, and then after the fight, you can put on whatever you want. Yeah. Right. Like what? And at least twenty four hours. These guys are getting IVs now and right. stuff. We. It was kind of starting at the end yeah, of I our did. careers. But I did, it was right. Very like, at the end. Nobody yeah. did that early on. People were just drinking water. And, and I'm sure the technology of training has, has grown immensely since then. I can well, tell you that nobody goes as hard as we did back then. No. Nah, nobody trains the, the same. Uh, the Lions Den, which became the ACA, Absolute Combat Alliance, which still I think is the best MMA team. There is. Yeah, there is. And uh, which became the factory because we had to kind of gear Mainstream towards jujitsu and. We had to make money. <laughs> we had to build a business, not just a bunch of killers. Um, but when I first uh, like let's let's backstory that when I first started training, <clears throat> uh, they had all had a ton of fights. They were all going. What's a ton? What 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 so is what you, is considered a ton it, at that time? For I mean, for, besides twelve for me, coming in, Ryan had what nine fights maybe. Ryan McLean. Yeah, McLean. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Dave had uh, eight or nine. Yeah. You had five, I think. Tom had what, 15, 15 yeah, 20. For he had um, a record in Oklahoma for, he may still have it. He had over, over 50 fights, yeah. I think. And he may have been surpassed now, but he's still, I bet, top five in the state. And we're not, so the difference is not in boxing. This isn't boxing where you have yeah, yeah. 100 amateur fights and then uh, 200 professional fights. I mean, that or 50 professional fights, yeah. I mean. that That's just not the same in MMA. I mean, guys that, I mean, um, what's, Masvidal is like 20 and 12 or something. Yeah. I don't know, whatever Which is. actually a, a, a saw, lot of fights for a guy at that level. You think Randy Couture, back in his heyday, I yep. don't even think he had had 20 fights yet. Nope, and he had he had like 10 losses, like yeah. Yeah. his record. But but he won the, the important yes, guys. He did. <laughs> That's what made him. And the guys are getting signed in the UFC in like three fights. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can go, like we can go WWE guy, and he, he had one. Yeah. Oh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, <laughs> At, but I mean, he but he he wrestled though. Right? Am I right? He, yes, yes. But this this is the the only reason that he was able to do that was because of his publicity with WWE, obviously. But his size, yeah, yeah. he's a freaking nature. His his wrestling wasn't from what I saw in his fights wasn't so good. He was just that big, that strong that he would just spear people and and take them down. Yeah, he was a collegiate wrestler though. Am I right? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah Minnesota yeah, Division One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's yeah, he was good. I'm, I'm just saying, in MMA, he didn't have pretty wrestling for MMA at all. Yeah, well, it, it, you, just kind of like as you grow in hockey, and, and again, and I'm sorry, the only thing I can relate to is hockey. That's <laughs> the only thing I know. But as as you get higher, it becomes more of tech, uh, technicalities and um, you know your 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 split decision making. Yeah. So is 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 that the big leap? Is is the real technical aspect so, of it so would you say in hockey you have to put the time in on the ice yeah gotta put the time in on and, the mat it's the same thing i tell in now that we do traditional jiu-jitsu too at our gym which i train when, when i first started that was a that was a no-go no, we did not we, put on the pajamas who puts pajamas on yeah but when you get to a certain age and you're like you know what people walk in my gym and i'm probably the most experienced dude in town still doing it and what belt are you, huh? I have no belt. Well, they go on down the road to a guy that's a higher belt, no matter if I'm better or not. Well, no matter if they bought it off the internet or not. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, uh, I'm going to do the I don't understand. Thing. You I'm can buy it off the internet. It's a franchise. You can buy a franchise. You can become, you can buy any belt you want off the internet and say you're a black belt. Well, it then becomes a resume. Yeah. I mean, so you can't that, just, that was part of it. That, is that was that the resume deal. Is, is I want to do it. And then, you know, you, as you get older, the gi is more geared. It's, I, I call it the, the athleticism killer. It, but uh, I mean, it's a technique. It it's a technique, technique sport for yes. sure, man. It makes it makes all the. It's I think probably more technical than no gi because no gi is a more of a wrestling style, more of a grind, explosive athleticism, and you got you got a jacket on, and I can hold on to that. I can slow yeah. you down. That will not tear. Yeah, it will not tear. <laughs> it will not. You're stuck. Yeah, that, I mean, but I what I, was I saying, would like that. What I was kind of getting at is that the difference of a black belt. I'm a I'm a first degree black belt, and then like a purple belt. Do we? Do I know that many more moves in one of my purple belts? Not a lot, but the little things he's just talking about. You're talking about the little intricacies of knowing when to pull the trigger, or I'm thinking five moves ahead and you're thinking two. That's mm-hmm. that's the big difference. You know, some of these guys like God. You know, I also think it's his ability to teach any black belt. His his ability to teach makes him that that experience being able to teach makes justifies a black belt to me you know what i mean yeah like and that's what i've heard not all all black belts 
like if they're older or whatnot, people think that they should still be able to beat everybody in the room. Yeah, the, well, bi- the what I what I've from what I understand is is the the big jump in experience is 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 your ability is your ability to teach to really kind of then mimic what you've learned to the to the younger class. That's, well, that's um that's what I'm saying. That for me, that's what finishes off them being a legit being a black, legit belt. black belt. Yeah, you know what I mean. You obviously he's good. He's he knows moves. He knows techniques. He knows, but he has to be able to teach, man. Otherwise, I mean. Nobody, nobody wants to learn well, from a guy sports, like that. Uh, hockey included. There's yeah. guys out there, that are the, yeah. some of the best hockey players ever. They would suck as a coach. Oh yeah, I've seen it in wrestling for years. Guys that won like Olympic medals and like people that were under them as their students were like, "It's terrible. I I can't learn anything from." Him. But if he went and got on the mat, he would kill everybody. Mm-hmm. He, he can do it, but yeah. he, he can't correlate teaching what he's doing for this guy as a student to do. So. Yeah, I've said that before. Just just because you're a good player doesn't make you a good coach. But just because you're a good coach doesn't mean that you were a good player. Exactly. Uh, I I would not have the patience to do. I I'd have to coach somebody that had a little bit more sense in it. Sure. I couldn't. I mean, you. So you have at your uh, your gym. What, what's the name of your gym? The Factory Grappling Pub. I kept the factory name. Yep. I was going to start a whole new. But I said, you know what? It's a terrible move. Business move. It is. It's also got goodwill. To start to start over a completely different name. Yeah, but my thing is, I one of the reasons I wanted to keep the factory in it, and I tell the new, the new generations, because I don't only have not just second generation, I've got third generation for it. If, I, if you count my kids' program, that's like a fourth generation. Um, is The factory, to me, is Josh, is Dave, is all these different guys, Tom Jones, Dorothy Foss, Liz Carrero, Ryan McClain, all these people that laid that groundwork and, uh, you know, whether we're gone, old, dead, not in the sport anymore, I want people to remember that. And that's one of the reasons I kept that name in that. Which is awesome. Yeah, so you, you have kids' classes. And, I, and I've reached out to you. I, I asked Josh when my son was wrestling, hey, do you, do you have anybody? Do you know anybody? Can you, can, can you spare some time to, to help? And he's like, he goes, look, man, he goes, the best guy in, in, in town, Clay Mars. So – um, but, and then I reached out to you, you have multiple programs. You have, uh, kids, you have women's, uh, and then you have, so you have how you were explaining it to me, go ahead. Um, what different types of programs that you have there at the factory? So as far as adults and kids go, we actually have our BJJ, which is our Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in the gi. And then we have nights there. We call it no gi. That's what kind of the slang term people use. That's, that's your grappling. That's you're wearing t-shirt, shorts, whatever. What you would associate with MMA? Yeah, it's a, it's MMA jujitsu in my opinion. It 100 yeah. percent is. Um, I actually have a night that we actually do pure wrestling. Like all we're gonna do on Wednesday nights at six is basically takedowns, which a lot of jujitsu schools don't do. Some are finally figuring it out. Like, well, you see, you can we've we've seen guys come into tournaments, know nothing, but could stall out when in somebody's guard. Yep. And but they'll win by points for taking them down. Because in jiu-jitsu, if, I mean, they're looking for the submission, the uh, jiu-jitsu player, so they'll they'll allow the takedown to hopefully get a submission, or you know what I mean? Yeah. So, oh, uh, I'd like to come back mm-hmm. to the tournament thing, but uh, what are you saying about your programs? Yeah, the uh, and then my kids are twice a week right now, and I have awesome kids. I only took, at AGF, it was last week in American Grappling Federation, I took 10 kids, got 13 golds, I believe, eight silvers and two bronzes out of 10 kids. Uh I think we got like maybe like fourth place, maybe fifth. Um, so on the tournament though, they're they're you're completing no gi gi, yep. right? They're both, so they can do two different divisions in the same weight classes. 
basically. You know what I mean? So they yeah. can, they can go and get two morning, golds. Morning is no gi. What 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 age group are your kids? Uh, I like to say seven and up, but I I do have some five year olds in there that I'm trying to big lean for away. their age. Well, I'm trying to <laughs> lean away from that just because the attention span. Mm-hmm. But in, in reality, oh yeah, I've got twenty twenty five year olds that you know are looking at the stars when mm-hmm. I'm trying to teach. So it's it's all relative. You know, I have seven year olds that have the attention span like of a, a mature adult, and they can totally grasp it everything I'm teaching, and then some. I look over and they're picking their nose, looking for walls. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. My son's six, so. Oh, that was that was me, though, when I first started. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, to, but hey, buddy, what did I just say to you? Uh, and then he only repeats the third I thing that I said. But Thanks. I really push the wrestling on my kids, which especially at kids, they don't push a lot. They're, they're either wrestlers or they're totally jiu-jitsu kids, and I make my kids do a lot from their feet. And um, even Daniel Roberts, he helps me a lot, uh, and he's a UFC vet. Um, he's still competitive, still competes at a high level. He's a black belt, and his daughter's one of my students. And, uh, you know, she won a tournament, like Josh said. It was down to overtime or, like, 0-0 in the finals uh, with, like, 10 seconds left last year, and she takes the kid down and wins by a takedown. You know, if she came from a, another school that didn't work wrestling, she wouldn't have won. And to me, you have to have some bit of wrestling. You don't have to be a, an All-American, but some kind of wrestling to compete at a high level. Well, I feel like now, I mean, in, my dad was a big Taekwondo guy. I believe it's Taekwondo. But I believe that, I mean, any type of martial art is going to instill some type of confidence, going to some type of self-discipline. And I, I really do believe that, it. I mean, if these kids took some type of martial arts from wrestling, it would stop a lot of the school bullying oh, and things like that because you have that confidence and stuff. But do you <laughs> – do a lot of tournaments? I mean, I know right now with the state of the yeah, nation. we were the only tournament going on. I can tell you that even that organization was canceling. They just canceled this weekend all over the nation. It was, I said, I'll believe it when it happens. I got all these kids. They, they, their parents entered them. My adults entered. We trained for it. We got ready for it. I was like, I'll believe it when uh, the first match starts because I was thinking, you know, with all the new COVID stuff, it's going to get canceled, but it didn't. You know, they had everybody wear masks in. You step on the mat. You got to take your mask off your mask on when it's over they ran a smooth tournament i actually like the fact that they had nobody but coaches and kids on the floor that makes a huge all difference. these fans and parents just stack up when you're when you're a midget like me <laughs> i i've got a kid going on or out on the mat shaking hands getting ready to start a match i can't even see the mat and people are like hey coach you got a kid coming up i gotta mm-hmm. dig through a sea of people just to get to the mat and uh so it was nice. They made everybody go in the upper deck at the UMAC. It's always at the UMAC. Oh, yeah. Here. So that's a great Where, venue. The UMAC, what's that? Union. I was just kidding. <laughs> that was <laughs> not around when I was there. No. I wish it would have been. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. We, we, they, had the le- they had the wrestling room back at the IHI, I think, yeah. uh, which is now the ninth grade center. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, rem- I remember going back in the wrestling room and playing some mean dodgeball. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> any, any off-season wrestling games oh, yes. are probably nowadays uh, – might be oh, you would be jailed. expelled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lawsuits. Because, heck yeah, man. It was a it was a beating every day for somebody. What What's the biggest jump in, in the sport that you've seen since you you've started? Is it? I mean, the, the kids doing popularity. The kids and the younger groups doing it all. Um, normally, when when I came into it, you either like let's say you were a karate guy or a boxer or a kickboxer, and then you learned the other stuff or you did, uh, you wrestled like we did. We were 100% wrestlers that had to learn all the rest. And that's good because 
this level of it, so the wrestling style was way above everybody else's. You know, this guy's kickboxing style maybe, and he's trying to even it out. Now these kids do everything. So that's why that next generation, and I say next generation, you know, like even like 17, 18 to 25, they've been doing both, a lot of them, since day one. You know, Bobby Burke, I mean, mm-hmm. some of my kids that are like, they're 12, 13, 10, they – they, they're training wrestling. They're doing wrestling tournaments, winning a state title in wrestling. Boom, going to win a state title in jiu-jitsu. Oh, we did judo in between that and won a state title in that. They're doing everything. Yeah. You know, I had to start learning jiu-jitsu at 20. Right. You know? You're a little bit behind the eight ball? Or, I mean, when did that really well, come into about, Oklahoma? Like, well, I, it's every sport. Though. When I started learning, when I started doing mixed martial arts, they had already been doing it for a year. How old were you when you 27. started? 27. 27? Mm-hmm. Uh, 27 when I first started. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's really behind the eight ball when yeah. you consider what <laughs> what he's talking about now. He's got seven year olds. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying is when I started learning, it was it was combined. I mean, it still wasn't what it is now, but it was combined for me. They had already let, you know taught uh, learned all these hard lessons. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I didn't realize honestly, I didn't realize that level and what it meant from what I was doing. Because when you go against the guy in the room that's training you everything, you don't you don't see the growth that's happening. Yeah. It's not until and and you can't you can't judge it on new guys that come in either no. because they're they're fresh. Remember when you were a new guy, oh, yeah. you were getting your ass whipped every day, you know. Um, it's every day for me. Well, I'm saying yeah. so. Um, Tom Jones and I went to Kansas to a jiu-jitsu school. They invited us up, and he was training for a fight or something. So we drove up there, and it was the first time that I had went with people outside. Outside people had come to our gym, but it was the first time I went to some place. Somebody no, else's barn. And so nobody, we would say and I knew nobody. Yeah. Right. And I get in there and they're all, uh, belted guys. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it was like We're no, easy. No yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. They were like, what belt are you? And I was like, I don't have a belt. I was like, you know what I mean? So, and, and it was stuff that I could never do to clay. I was able to do to everybody in the room. And I was like, holy shit, we're, we're better than I knew we were yeah. in that gym. So I mean, a belt's not going to really explain your experience. Is, well, is, no, it can, it can, it can, it can. Well, but just like just like anything else, it's there. There are people that get pushed into. For instance, I'm technically a purple belt, right? But I haven't done a ton of gi stuff. I mean, I know stuff. I can do it, but I just haven't put in as much time. But as in, in no gi, you know, he would go in as a white belt and submit black belts. I mean, so. Because it's a it's a different sport. It, it's different. It's completely different. So a different style. No, it, just there's the, no, no no uniform to hold on. Yeah, to. right. So, so I, I like when I first started, there was no our gym was not the gi was out of the question, right? Didn't even mm-hmm. have a but class. looking back on it now, it's it's a really good base like to build bases for jujitsu. It's a really good. Yeah, it slows everything down. And if you don't have a wrestling background like we did, it it can be overwhelming. It slows everything down. It makes you feel like it's very you know, technical. Yes. So if somebody was wanting to get into that Brazilian jiu-jitsu, then a good a good wrestling base would help definitely somebody well, understand that. Here's the no. main, the reason we mainstreamed is uh, and got gi is because people see us go no gi and they're like, mm, no, it's too it's very fast paced, right? You're sweaty. There's no clothes to hold on to. It's very fast paced and it's intimidating to a lot of people yeah. that have watched because we'll have people come and sit in on classes and they're like, Oh wow. You know what I mean? Okay. And they're, no and thanks. they're not, yeah, no they're thanks. not seeing that clay when clay's going with a guy that he's, he's 
going hard with him so he'll learn, but he's teaching at the same time. Yeah. Same as me. But they'll see us going together, and we're both trying to get each it's other. It's a war. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then that's all they base their opinion on. Well, in Gi, it's not like that. It's very, very much because there's a lot of um, holding, and and <laughs> I don't want to describe it wrong, but uh, there's a lot of slow. You can slow it down. Yeah, you do. You can slow it down. It's very technical. In the Gi. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, there may, instead of just one, like, head snap to a position and no Gi, you may have 12 different grips. So, I grip this. You can't, move you can't scramble in a Gi like you scramble. No. You know, yeah. if you get... If you get, it seems like two different worlds. Yeah, but, clearly know, two it, different worlds. You think you if you watch UFC or any MMA or any no gi, you know if Josh gets me in an arm bar and we've been grappling for thirty minutes, I've got sweat on my side. I've got nothing, nothing holding on to me except his grip. So is his grip still there? One hundred percent. I might be able to scramble out. I put a jacket on and now mm-hmm. he's holding yeah. that material like a rope. The thing ain't moving. It feels that's <laughs> so exactly what it feels like. If you do tell the guys that, because I still have guys that are kind of like us that they train really hard and they compete. They're like, I just really don't like doing the gi. And I'm like, well, I'll be honest with you. I'm not, a, it's not my it's, number one love either. Yeah. But if you get out of an arm bar or a choke with a jacket on, you're going to get out without one on. Right. You know? so it takes some of your athleticism out of the, out of the picture and you have to use technique. hundred mm-hmm. uh, percent. I understand. So for people that don't, they they want to they they're interested in the sport you know what I mean mm-hmm. but they they're intimidated by the the speed and the the veracity of the no gi yeah. uh, gi is perfect for them and then I most people though once they get in and they comfortable they get comfortable with that they instantly do no gi because it's fun yeah. it's more fun yeah. because it's a more fast pace yes yeah. I gotcha and you're sweating your ass off <laughs> it, it's not in it's both. not a in, cool in room yeah. either in both in both yeah. I don't want to I'm not. It's not, I mean, you guys don't have the air down in that room either. (laughs) What's air conditioning? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You guys just open up a garage. It's still like 90 in there. Mm -hmm. I don't run the AC unless it's over 90. You've probably got doors open too. You're not trying to cool the outside. That's a wrestling thing. (laughs) (laughs) Even my kids, Mm -hmm. I feel bad. Like over my parents are watching class and they're dripping wet with sweat. Drink water. Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, hydrate up. Yeah. I promise the arena will be cool and have AC and you'll be like, this is easy. (laughs) <laughs> compared to what we do in practice. So. Uh, how many, normally, how many tournaments go on in Oklahoma? I mean, how, ma- how many tournaments does your your team, oh, hey, Oreo's here, about time. What's up, Oreo? In Oklahoma, probably between 10 and 20, somewhere. Now, big tournaments, maybe a couple, maybe yeah. two or three. So just mainly Naga and AGF, right? Yeah, Naga right now is kind of, AGF's kind of taken over. Taking over. What is Naga? Uh, North, North American, American. Grappling. Association. When we were doing it, you really all you had was besides IBJJF, which we didn't do because it was really oriented. Mm-hmm. Sit on that is, table; uh, it won't break. Naga and uh, Grappler's Quest. Quest, not even, I Quest. Grappler's Quest is not even. I don't even know if it's around anymore. Uh, but AGF has done really well, and uh, they're in a lot of states now. So that's kind of the tournament people are doing in here now. They have these fight to win and stuff, which are all pro matches, and they'll have. Ten matches. It's not a tournament, though, no, right? It's, it's like one v one. Now they, you may have a champion. Mm-hmm. It's not like an MMA fight. You're going to fight the champ tonight, and that's really high level. They bring in guys from Brazil. And yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's more like a fight card than yes, a exactly. than a grappling tournament. Yeah. That's. Uh, were you going to say something, Oreo? Well, I was going to say if we're just now tuning in, which I am. <laughs> Let's do a recap so I don't re-ask or oh, rehash. Bro, we've been all around. We, I don't know. We've, we've been everywhere. <laughs> literally. We, we've literally been everywhere. Um, 
I don't know, Josh. It was probably. Uh, I don't know that. I don't know that you can get all of it in. Yeah. So basically, we've covered mm. MMA from fifth grade, or uh, wrestling from fifth grade, and MMA up to now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> although <laughs> <right>. I mean, <laughs> I I have questions though. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Go, well, yeah. I was gonna say. I mean, Clay has hit us with a ton of information. Josh is technically hit the technical technical aspects of it i would say gi and no gi yeah yep. um so a gi is essentially uh from pajamas. what i gather pajamas mm-hmm. um and then it is more of a technical aspect as a part of a no gi where you're just sweaty and rolling around right and yeah, that, that makes it sound like yeah. homophobic no it's stuff, not man. it's not greco roman is more of a traditional yeah like, traditional there you go it, going back all the way to the judo days in japan and the guys are wearing geese. What, yeah. What, what everybody, what everybody in in the not in the know calls a karate suit. Yeah. The karate outfit. Oh, that's just called a gi. That's a gi. Oh, okay. In every sport. Well, that makes sense to Judo, me now. Jiu-jitsu, karate. Make sure that Taekwondo. you make sure that you buy American made too. There's only one. <laughs> there's in there's the only entire one. U.S. now. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, a Jocko. Jocko's. I've, I've been buying some of his origin stuff, and it's good quality. He's got so. some good. He, I, I've seen some of his stuff. It's it's really good. Um. I would like to venture in. I, I know that I have not talked to you about it. I've heard people your UFC, um, um, your UFC days. Oh, okay. Day. So um, I started training with them 2007, mm-hmm. and had my made in the let's see nine fights. I won nine pro fights, and then um, <laughs> Bo Dupree actually called me, um, a friend of ours, mutual friend of ours, and said, "Hey, they're having tryouts for Ultimate Fighter in LA." He's like, I have Marriott points. If you can fly there, I'll put you up in a hotel. And I was like, all right. I mean, yeah. why not? You yeah, I mean? right. Like, you don't seem like a guy that's going to turn down oh, a challenge. I was like, let's go. <laughs> so I go out there. I try out for the Ultimate Fighter. <clears throat> There's 1,300 people trying out. You know oh, I mean? wow. Yeah. And I, they were trying. It was a 185 and 205 division when I first went to try out. And they cut the 205 division. Right. And I'd made it. There's three stages. And all There's your fights were at 205, 205 at that point. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's three stages of the process. There's grappling, there's mitt work, and then there's interview process. Mitt as in the hands? Mitts, like you like you people see boxers like Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just have a guy holding mitts and you just throw combinations and stuff. You can you can pretty much see somebody's like if he's done anything in his if life. He, yeah, if, if yeah, he has so, any and you're skill. and you have no boxing <clears throat> background, right? Well, I mean just from, from just, what I learned. Yeah. In in the room. That's it, man. Wow. Um so then I made it through grappling and uh, mitt work. And so, like, for instance, there's 50 people in a room at a time, right? And they say, if we call your name, stay. If we don't call your name, leave. In my room, they called 13 people's names out of 50, right? I was like, holy shit, I'm not making it the next round. Like, it's pretty intimidating. Uh, so then I go to the next round. They, I make it past the second round uh, with the mitts. And then they go, okay, everybody in 205, we're, we're not cutting well, they, they had enough 185-pound weight guys that they wanted to just do a whole 185-pound uh, show. Yeah. And I was like, shit, I can make 185. <laughs> right? I did. I did. And they were like, okay, you think so? And I was like, yep. And so they let me go to the next interview. And the interview in Las Vegas, they fly you out. They talk shit to you, basically. The Spike promoter, um, uh, producer, I mean. They just talk shit? They're just, yeah, I mean, it's a reality TV show. They want to know if you're yeah. going to be the pussy on the show or you're going to be the aggressive guy on the show. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just talk shit. 
back just like every you know like right yeah the dude ended up i ended up shooting the shit with the guy like he was a dude at the bar just chilling you know talking shit yeah and boom made it and so then they're like okay um we'll send you home and then we'll fly you out and if we if we call you to fly you out you have to be on weight and at this time i'd only fought 205 and so 185 i was walking around like 220 so 185 cut was going to be a that was going to be a deal man so I, i made the cut I won the first fight to get in the house. I went, um, I won the first three fights, lost the decision. What year was to this? The, 2010. What, to the same guy that you beat? I mm-hmm. was about this. That was mm-hmm. garbage. It was garbage. So he beats a guy, like, you subbed him? Um, no, I, I beat him. I had him on the ground. I was subbing him yeah. as the bell rang, and I won the fight. And then the first time so he's, ever. He's out. So yeah, he was, he was laying, like, flat out. I'm just mean he's out of mm-hmm. the, the uh, show yes you get beat you're out the first the, mm. my season was the first season that they bring that guy back in a round robin with another loser so two guys that lose on can come back and fight each other oh yeah 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 right that guy so he wins and then wins a decision against me um oh brutal it was brutal well that's hard to fight the same guy especially in that short amount of time i mean i fought i fought once a week so yeah, I was going to say, how, how is I that experience? Four, four like, fights in a month. How was it? Like, terrible. the experience is terrible. Awful. It's not, real, it's not reality. It is not. Well, it's a reality <laughs> show, yeah, Clay. Exactly. <laughs> what, what I mean is, it was terrible. Often. Like, if you if you lost the first time to get in the house, like, you partied. I mean, you had fun. Like, you're just training and learning and getting all the, the experience from all the guys. Yeah. But I had to cut weight every week to make 185, like, every week. Oh yeah, yeah. So I had guys to, that are out or eating steaks. Yeah, they're beer. they're partying it up and and running through the house at midnight when I have to be we have to be up for two training sessions the next day and I'm like and I want to hurt people you know what I mean yeah, but right. you can't because you get kicked off the show and so it was it was a pretty terrible experience as far as mind being being comfortable and being with the, your training partners and it's just a but from the show you get all kinds of awesome connections Clay and I actually and Ryan went. Um, so a guy, Eddie Bravo, 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. Everybody kind of. Rogan. Yeah. He, All actually, right. Rogan's a black belt. Under black him. belt under him, yeah. And he come, he, Eddie Bravo comes here. He he holds a tournament, doesn't he? Or something? Not here, but he has. Oklahoma. A, yeah, the Eddie Bravo and EBI is what Yeah, yeah. And then they have a, sorry to take a sidestep. No, go. No, no, no. There's I love tangents. called High Rollers. Have you heard of oh, this Oh, yeah. One? No. They, uh, this is pro-level dudes. They got to. Get high, get high on, on the, the show. Yeah. Oh, and roll. 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 Eddie Bravo does. That. I would be down for that. <laughs> and then they go. Sorry, my face. <laughs> what? Then they go into it. What's funny is, have you seen the one where the two guys? It gets real. Guys' head snap. Slapping them. Yeah. Slap, they they almost get in a fist fight. They, the ref Clubbing stops each other. Them. I think they're gonna. They're just gonna end the match. He goes like this. They, they do it they again. They bring a joint out on the. You know, they make <laughs> they it smoke it again. right there. Shake hands and yes. continue. Oh wow! And they, I'd be down they, for that. They got paid in like a pound mm-hmm. of weed. Oh what? Yeah, oh man! All right, I'm gonna start training, bro. It's a pretty neat <laughs> start training. It's fun to watch. But EBI is a is a Eddie Bravo. His main show is a fantastic. We're talking about tournaments that go on. That's a high level. You got to be invited. Pro. I'd say it's one of the top two or three in the probably in the world, you know. I see a lot on his uh, Instagram. I, uh, I follow him on Instagram. Uh, it, it, I mean, it looks like – I know that they just had one recently. It looked like it was very well put together, yeah. uh, especially in the climate of everything. I mean, Bravo does things right. I mean, from his style of jiu-jitsu, I, like, I loved. Yeah. So uh, on the show, he had – at the time, he had two black belts under him, and one of them is named Scott Epstein, yeah. and he was one of the assistant coaches on the show. 
And he, uh, Clay and I both, and Tom Jones, love half guard stuff. Not to get technical, but. Is that we, when you're on the side? <clears throat> no, but yes. You're, you're half guard. He has his legs it's wrapped half, around half one of my guard. leg. It's oh. half half of the guard. Oh, okay. So in guard would be both their legs around me. Oh, okay. Right? Got you. In half guard, they have one leg. One leg. In their guard. Okay. Gotcha. So for a very basic description. Yes. Like so I said, I'm half, an idiot when it comes to this stuff. Tenth Planet does a lot of half guard stuff from their back that is like they gave names to stuff that have five names in jiu-jitsu. You know what I mean? They rename things oh, okay, yeah. to make it, it, it for teachable. me, it was teachable. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they, the show, they, I learned all this uh, half guard, 10 plan jiu-jitsu um, stuff. And after the show, I was like, Hey, I, they invited us out to, to LA to come train at legends and uh, with Eddie and yep. Scott Epstein. Yep. And I said, Ryan and clay want to go. And so we went down, dude. It was awesome. We went up training at Liddell's. After Hold on, that. I had, I had yeah. been I had been teaching. I wrote everything down in this journal from oh, the really? half guard. Yeah, from names like all these all positions, and all, that all this yeah. like technique that I learned. I came back and I just taught everything that I knew yeah. because you can only get better if the guys in the room are getting better, mm-hmm. right? So it it seriously like you could see did it not it was yeah. it was a much easier system to follow yeah and it was huge for our team because we had been down one route of training it was a fresh and it was Eddie, a fresh honestly in my opinion uh jujitsu's kind of always been the same mm-hmm. guy, guy will invent a move here and there or they'll it'll lean towards this way or that way but it's kind of that same roots of that same system everybody's been in for 100 years and eddie in my opinion is one of the few guys ever that he invented almost a jujitsu within a jujitsu because his system was different than anybody's. Uh, he was doing stuff that nobody ever thought about doing. And, uh, I mean, it's kind of normal mainstream now. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's Twisters doing and everything. But pretty cool. You can hear us, right, Oreo? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to bring your headphones. Uh, so, I, can't, I taught all that. They picked it up just like I did. Clay did. We go down to, to Legends. Remember, we don't have belts at this time. We're not belted. Clay and I. Okay, and 10th Planet still does, they do a belt system. So we get there for the seminar that they're doing, and the guys the guys are like, what belt are you, Clay? Yeah. Clay's like, I'm not. He's like, oh, dude, you got to be a brown belt, right? Which is, I mean, that's saying something, man. We're These guys are students of Eddie Bravo's that we're going against. I'm assuming the belt system is the same as in, in karate or taekwondo or uh, anything like that. It's a little different, but jiu-jitsu is one, of, I think, in my opinion, the non-watered down in, yeah. in the world right now yeah um, you, you you know you'll talk about well i got my black belt i'm 40 years old and they're like well my 13 year old cousin's a black belt <laughs> he's a he's like, a third degree don't orange even, don't even talk to me don't even talk to me because <laughs> i mean right now black belt should take you at least 10 years and it, some may take longer some may get it earlier if you come in like us with 12 years of experience going into it you were doing no gi but um it, it takes time and you can't just put in time. Like that. Yeah, right. I am probably the slowest promoting uh, black belt in the state. <laughs> that's not true. Yeah, that's it's true. not true. Well, I know what you're saying. I not, get, not, I get your point. Not me personally, but me from my my people. Oh, like you mean you promoting other people? Promoting, promoting other people? No, no, no. I'm not. I got mine pretty quick. Probably faster than most. Well, uh, well, because of probably all the time that you yeah, had spent wrestling right. and before in the nogi and the yeah. Oh, don't 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 ever say that again, though. If anybody in in the BJJ world heard him say it because of your wrestling, yeah. they would be they would be infuriated. Yeah. 
Because what? Me? Me? If in the BJJ no, world, are you talking about me saying that because of his wrestling? Yes, in the BJJ world, oh, they, yeah, they yeah. would. That's that. That doesn't correlate to them. Oh, it one hundred. It one hundred percent correlates. I'm sorry, but it does. Yeah. But oh, in their yeah. world, in their world, like they still, they're they're very snobby. Would it, you consider that like just because you can ride a bicycle doesn't mean you can ride a motorcycle? <laughs> sort of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sort of. No, I, I'm asking. I mean, no, no, Josh, Josh understands what I'm saying. I do. I do get it. I'm just saying that they're they're kind of snobby in that aspect. You know what I mean? They There's, also they also think since Hoist Gracie did it in UFC one, anybody that's a high level grappler can win MMA. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so uh, speaking of that, mm-hmm. um, obviously, like you know, UFC. What are some of the other organizations? Bellator. Uh, Bellator yeah. um, uh, what is it? a what is the? It's in the one that Jimmy flicks on right now. Is it? Uh, what is it? F one. L F A. L F A. Okay, so there's there's a couple oh, of main okay. ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you? I remember uh, first first place I moved into with me and my buddies. We 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 had the collection of the first UFCs and when they put them oh, out yeah. on DVD. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sit there and like watch them and the pay per views and stuff. Now watching how the sport has evolved and like you guys still mm-hmm. being in it and watching or how active you guys are. Do you guys ever like look? Because you were talking about. Uh, Gracie, mm-hmm. there was like him, there was Ken Shamrock, mm-hmm. there were some of the, do you guys ever look back at that stuff and see how it is now? And you look back and you're like, Ugh. Uh, like, so, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, dudes were tough. I, I'm not taking away. They, they were the toughest guys I in mean, the world at the time. Yeah. They, I mean, they were bare knuckle fighting. Right. Yeah. There yeah. was no, it was just get it, in there. And it was no rules. Sure. I mean, when I was in it, when I started in it, you could still groin strike. Could still head guys and guards. No, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Why to me, that's crazy. Pride, pride was still around yeah, then. I yeah, pride. soccer punt guys' heads on the ground, which <laughs> I think they should still allow. I mean, there's a lot of that stuff. I'm all. I agree. For. I agree. Um, it teaches guys because it's supposed to mimic real life. Right. The, 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 yeah. the worst one for me, the worst rule for me, I just and I still can't understand is the elbow strike. Yeah. How how can is that the downward? Like you can't downward twelve to six. Yeah, yeah you no. can't. Well, it doesn't make any sense to me. No. There's a type of Muay Thai that that allows that, right? You can do it in Muay Thai, 100. percent Well, no, and you can do it in Thai, yeah. but you're not in American kickboxing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But in in MMA, why why what is so much better or or worse about that elbow? You know what I mean? Nothing. I, I, yeah. Nothing. It doesn't matter. So you do like the evolution of how it's come I, from that. Well, people are they're learning more, and we were talking about that earlier. That's what the, this next generation has is they're training everything at once. At the beginning, Hoist Gracie was just doing Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, and he was beating everybody in the world with it. And, but mean, if it stayed on that track, he if it was now and he just had that only, he wouldn't have been who right. he was. Because mm. guys are learning that. Well, I mean, w- look when he, when he came back and, and Matt Hughes beat him, like, yeah. I mean, he looked nothing like yeah. he never Well, evolved. back then, I remember, you know, if they were talking about a fighter or whatever, it was, you know, a guy was a... Ground guy, grappler, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was just like, well, this guy's a better striker than it was this. So no. my next question is, uh-huh. so, and I know these are two different things, but I'll tie it in. So Mike Tyson is going to fight uh-huh. Roy Jones, mm-hmm. okay? Oh, yeah. Mike Tyson's a beast. <laughs> I, so I think it's a terrible fight for Roy Jones. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Terrible. Royce for sure. Way after. What, Roy, the few that kept fighting way after. Yeah, but then he too. started getting knocked out every fight. Yeah. Uh, right. Dude, you got to hang your fucking gloves up sometimes. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you know, you're just not able to take the punches that you used to. Mm. Not having the skill. Mike Mike looks really mm. good. Yeah, so, Mike looks real good. With that being said, I know, like, uh, Ken Shamrock kind of fought a little no. later than he should have. Yes. Tito did. Chuck did. Hold on, Tito. Hold on, Tito. I, by the okay. way, <laughs> Chuck and Tito were the coaches in the season. Yeah, yeah. Fighter. I remember that. And Tito was a complete douchebag. Really? But, yes. Terrible no, that person. makes sense. Terrible person. <laughs> but he actually, like, uh, it's so weird to me. Like, remember when he fought Leota Machida? Yeah. And uh, did he try? He almost triangled him? Yeah. And, I mean, like. Which is weird. It, to see Tito doing oh, that. my God. And then he came back and he fought uh, Bayer, Ryan Bayer, and knocked out Bader. Bader was one of the top three or four guys in the world there. Yeah. So. Like, just, I don't understand. Like, Tito, and then it's so weird to me that he was able to, to even – like, I would have put every dollar I had that Bader would have knocked him out cold. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird to me that he was able to come Style back. Style matchups. I mean, yeah, right. I guess so. I mean. So there's guys that have definitely outlived mm -hmm. their their time being in. in well, Randy Couture in, was the oldest. Well, that that's a. He was, what, 47? Yeah, 47, 48, <laughs> somewhere in there. That's a, that's a good point, though, that Oreo brings up. Like, what is kind of. The lifespan. I mean, as a hockey player, it depends on your your position. As there is no lifespan, there is no. It's completely different now. I mean, think about it. I I started training when I was twenty seven. My last fight was in fourteen, I think fourteen or fifteen, two thousand fifteen, right? So seven eight, years, seven eight. seven years, right? Yeah. That's all. Think about if I would have been like these kids now and training that all this time, even five more years, tack five more years onto that. When I was, you know what I mean? That would have been. But that's complete game 10, changer. 15 more right. years of your body just being shredded. Sure. That's what I'm that's saying. By the time I got to 30-something. So, I mean, even then, Clay, so it, it wouldn't even be the fight. It's the training that really kind of beat you down. Oh, yeah. It's the work. The, the training is the worst part. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, to finish that, mm -hmm. we're talking about Mike and Roy. Mm -hmm. I think Mike is 54. Mm -hmm. Roy is 51, I think. Somewhere. It's, it's boxing, though. It's not MMA. Right. I just wonder if they're really. They say exhibition. It's exhibition. Gonna, you, I know, you, but I mean, are they really going to go try to. Did you see Mike's last exhibition fight? <laughs> he, when he was wearing a t-shirt? Yeah. Look at look it up. Yeah. It, he, he's going hard. Yeah. He's going ham. So what are two. I will look uh, it up. <laughs> Two MMA fighters or people in that that you think could be in that age range that would put on a good fight, man. <laughs> that aren't that aren't fighting now. Non, in my opinion, it would be the non-strikers because I don't care. Who yeah, the you strikers are, take too much damage. They, they take too much. Dude, These you just like do you see Shogun just get yep. his ass whooped? Yeah. And that. Get your bell turned off too many times, and Vanderlei Silva. Yeah, that's who you're talking and the thing about. Thing is, is these guys Tank Abbott. The I don't know. Court <laughs> <laughs> is it Corey Sanders? Yeah, is I think so. Corey yeah. Sanders. Yeah, big big white yeah. white guy. I don't know. I mean, we can sit here and watch this. I wish so I had you a TV. Think two 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 competitors. Who do you think would be? Dude, I don't know. Old like guys that could still step in. And maybe Rich, Rich Franklin, maybe. He still trains. He kind of started getting his bell turned off a little bit. No, he got he got his arm. He knocked it. Yeah, knocked out Chuck. Got his arm broke. I'd love to say I'd love to say Chuck, but I can't because he just he was starting getting it. Mirror just came and did a seminar at my school. I like I liked him when he fought. I think he still has it in him. Okay, he is taking some bombs, but 
his grappling is still good enough. It is. No, it's his grappling's next yeah. level. For a big dude, he's got slick, slick he's moves. A, he's probably one of the coolest dudes. Like yeah, he's chill. my guys said, Hey, do you care if I set this up at your gym? I said, No. And Frank came out and did a, a seminar for my guys and he's gonna probably come out, you know, before the year's up again and That's awesome. Just a really down to earth uh Is guy. Machida still fighting? I'm not sure. Uh, if he's retired, I'd say him. That's 2013. Because he's man. so elusive. Yeah, for sure. Like, he's a striker that just never got hit. Yeah. So, I mean. That's Danny DeMoss at my gym. Right. Yeah, he, he, is, <laughs> he is a Machida also. And then I have one more question. Uh-huh. This is going to be interesting. What are your thoughts on Brock Lesnar? Like, <laughs> oh, wait, you Twitch, we I said. Talked, we talked Did about we? it a second ago. Yeah. No, here you go. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. No, yeah, no, I'd like so, to hear this again. So, I don't think, like, for me, Brock, Brock was one of the exception to the rule, he has really good history or background in wrestling, but his size is the only reason he was able to come to the UFC and do anything. Like, he never technically won a fight. Like, when he fought somebody technical, Cain Velasquez whooped his ass. You know what I mean? Uh, Alistair Overeem made him retire. I mean, like, when he got a guy that legit wasn't scared of his size, Mm -hmm. to a completely different story. I mean, and then here's the deal. UFC fed him, except for Frank, but Frank, Frank underestimated the size. Well, I don't care who you are. If that's one thing, Lesnar, if he did get you down, he could probably be. He'd smother the shit out of you. The dude's white as a house. You drop in hand, like what that is, make gloves. Uh, for him. Oh, six yeah. Or yeah. And six like, X. Yeah. And if that hits you with. Uh, yeah, it looks like a big old mitt. It, yeah. It doesn't Randy, Kutcher, Randy Couture said it's a lunchbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet that thing is massive. It's like just, a, just like a brick. It's huge. Well, I just didn't know because there's been a couple of other. Uh, you know, uh, professional wrestlers <laughs> like the you know, oh, uh, what's his B- name? Bobby Lashley. I actually so fought on a show Batista, with Bobby Lashley. Uh, some other people, and I think a lot of times, like obviously Brock has the size. Batista, that's but there, terrible. But there are some. Oh, yeah, that I give him credit. Is Batista did not use his fame to? No, he fought on a local show to jump up. Yeah, he fought on a, a local small dude, show. And, Dra- and Drax is awesome. Oh, I say I like <laughs> I like him. Yeah. <laughs> I, but he's terrible. He's a terrible. His striking was terrible. And then in that a story fight. about Batista's? Bobby Lashley. I got a good Bobby Lashley story real quick. So at UCO, he wrestled at Missouri Valley. Okay. I'm wrestling at 142 for five years. Coach bumps me up to 150. Bobby Lashley's wrestling 158. You know what Bobby Lashley looks like? Yeah. He yeah. looks like Brock Lesnar with no body fat. Mm-hmm. He probably weighs almost 300 or 280, 290, just a rock. And you think his senior year of college, he wrestled 158. It's all he, natural, he, man. And he was no different in height. And he was a multiple time national champion over six. Six, uh, two, maybe yeah. six months. Six yeah, two, I was like, 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 coach didn't bump me two weights because <laughs> Bobby. But yeah, that was amazing. We he fought a, on that uh, Canada card yeah. with me and Dave. Yeah. What was that play? What was it called? Uh, MFC. MFC. That was a great Canadians. Show. They throw well with both hands. Um, no, they don't. <laughs> From my experience, they do. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> uh, that was the tallest guy I've ever fought. Oh, how tall is he? Six six. Oh wow, big dude. And you can probably get up underneath him. I did, knocked him out. MFC oh, nice. Was great, great, it was a good show, it was man. A really good show. The promoter was kind of a douche, but he was at, he was a nice guy most yeah. of the time. Yeah. But he he just had that. He wanted pers- to be Dana. He had that, you know, that persona that he tried to put out where he was. Money and I think uh, that's what he. Tra- I think he wanted to be Dana White. Yeah. Honestly. What is what was this? M- M- MFC Maximum Fighting Championship. And they had a ton of UFC dudes. They had like a, either pre UFC or post. Like yep. if you got cut from UFC, you're they're gonna sign. They you. paid. They paid well. They put you up. At, it was in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. 
and uh, beautiful the town, Cree, the Cree Casino. Yeah. Yep, um, we went several times. Yeah. I, I think I've been ten times. Yeah, that's a, a nice area up there. Dude, it was beautiful. Doug Pernak. It was from a good show. Pernak's from there. Oh yeah, yeah. Pernak is yeah. Yeah. Um, how many what what were how many fights did you do here in Tulsa? Uh, I think, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking I'm 15 and four, so 13 of them or 12 of them. Then not in Tulsa though. You no other places. Yeah, 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 other places. Yeah. yeah. So you had three here in Tulsa. I had nine here in Tulsa. Nine. Um, your nine. best fight. I was thinking of it. Who's your best fight you ever fought? Jason Norwood before UFC. Mm-hmm. That's what I would think. That guy, yeah, that guy was good. Yeah. He was undefeated. That was yeah. on paper. That was a. Uh, that was probably what put him. Well, yeah, I mean, he was a West Point wrestler. Like, he had the pedigree, wrestling pedigree. How many UFC fights, or how many MMA fights? I had seven at Crow Fights. That's five and two. So, yeah. I had one that lo- I'd lost to that guy that was a giant at 170. Mm-hmm. Oh, the one down there. I lost to a, a BJJ black belt that I absolutely demolished the entire fight. It's a, it was terrible got, refing. Yeah, and I know the ref, too, and we're good we. friends. Uh we know him. He said, I still think he thinks I hold against him. <laughs> it was a terrible, I'm on top of him hitting him with uh, 14 seconds left, and they stood us up. Because the crowd, which we were in, we were closer to his hometown than ours. Yeah. The crowd was like, boo, stand him up, stand him up, because their guy was losing. Yeah. And here's the deal. Clay's, Clay's a busybody. He was elbowing the shit out of yeah, this he guy. He was cut in the first minute. He was hurt. The dude, was, he had him pinned against the cage, like perfect technique. Pinned against the cage, striking him, like doing work. Like no reason it should ever get stood up. It gets stood up, so they guy they go, they charge at each other and sit in the ring. Well, Clay's got 13 seconds to win the fight. So he shoots. The guy knees him in the head. Yeah. And I didn't even hit the knee. I hit his thigh. Thigh. I've never been knocked out ever. And I've been hit by Josh, these guys that knocked me where I couldn't even see. I mean, Josh and Dave and Tom, these guys have hit me before where, like, I saw stars, but I never went out. Like, I still kept, like, okay, I'm still there. This dude, it was the luckiest. It was still connected. I wasn't out cold. I went on all fours. Yeah, I just went. And I wish they would have just let him punch me because I would have still won the fight. Yeah, the bell would have rang. The bell would have rang, and I would have won the fight, but the ref jumped in and stopped it. So, like, there's a cold knockout where you get hit and you're stiff. Well, that's what they, yeah. And then then there's a flash where you get hit and you are dazed. Right, and, and people. I mean, that's what. If a good referee yeah. is like, well, he's hurt. You got to finish him. You know what I mean? Like he's still there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was. Just, it was just. It was just too right. quick. It yeah, was. If the you dumbest. go back and watch it, he it's did. Like, he did not. I did not shoot, and he jump and knee me in the head. No. He threw a knee, and I that shot shot him, <laughs> which we've done a million a times. A million times. Guy throws a knee, and you jump, you shoot it's him, and grab it, and take him down. Because yeah. the knee needs the the end of the knee is the power, right? Mm-hmm. You're going, you're just trying to stop it before it gets all the way there, my right? My face just kind of hit his thigh, and it just, snapped my neck to the left, and I just I just lost for like a half he just, a second. Yeah, just down on all fours, basically, and then uh, Shane stops it. I mean, well, way Dave, to call Dave, him Dave out. Heath broke my nose in well. five pieces, gave me 14 stitches in practice. <laughs> and that was when he was a heavyweight. I mean, it's one of the hardest I've ever been hit. And I didn't go out. So for that, that was like, God, that's when I should have got knocked out, was getting hit by these guys on my own team. And that guy gets the back. Yeah. That guy was a super nice guy, though. I would see yeah. him at every tournament, like in Texas, because he was from Texas. And he was yeah. One day we have a rematch. <laughs> he didn't want a rematch. No, <laughs> I don't think he wants to grapple you either. No, At no. that time, you were still not belted. No, 
And he was working them. He was already a black belt. I think a lot of wrestlers and MMA people get a bad rap that they're all hotheads, but everybody I've met has always been super nice. For the most part, I'd say 99%. Very humble people. Most of the time, it's not, we're not hotheads at all. We're just, I'm not. I'm, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to go there. I'm willing to fight you. I'm not saying I'm not saying we have to. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm willing to. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, no, nobody's scared of scared of a challenge for sure. But no. everybody I've ever met, super humble. Um, there was always a big, and I, I told you this on the phone, Clay, that uh, the hockey guys and the wrestling at UCO, we didn't get along. But whenever I came in, I went hockey party. players are pussies. Oh, <laughs> yeah. don't even. Uh, UCO wrestlers were kind of a wolf pack. It was, yeah, we and there's why. Every, yeah. every sport is. Every, our, we'd have, our 118 pounder would always be the guy that we would go to a fraternity party, and he's uh, 118 pounds, and he'd go up to a dude that was like a football player that weighed 300 and punch him in the teeth. Just smack him. And then yeah, he knew that. the wolves Fight would were be behind on. him. Yeah. And it would be on. Because I'm not one of those guys. Like, I'm, not, I'm only, besides fighting for real, and like street fights, I didn't have a lot of street fights. I didn't. Ha- we didn't have to. Yeah. But a lot of people love it. They. That's all they want to do. Yeah. And so it only takes one of those guys, your group, to make the rest of the group have to fight. That's right. So. Yeah, because then you don't want to be the outcast. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, I went there whenever I went to UCO. I went to a wrestling party, and they're like, "You play on the hockey team. You're not supposed to be here." I'm like, well, "I don't know why not." <laughs> and then, but at the, then I was all cool. They were they were super cool guys. Yeah. But, you know, you, then you pass around the peace pipe, and then everybody's friends. Yeah, you know what I mean? You got to kind of, you know, alphabetize hockey players. You got to let them know. It was the uh, wrestling team and the football team there at UCO. It was like they literally had to sit both teams down and go, you realize we're on the same team, right? <laughs> right. We're all school, Broncos. School we're spirit. all here yeah. together. Because we had a guy that, like, bit this football player's eyebrow off and like oh, wow. I had to get like plastic <laughs> surgery and everything and I'm like oh, God. That, that got that got heated really fast. I bet it did. <laughs> got wow. carried away. Yeah. I mean UCO was fun time. But no a- after that year we all we all kinda got along. When was the last time you went down there? Uh I was there uh delivering some paperwork to a customer that purchased a vehicle from us, but I drove through That's Edmund. Phenomenal. Like it is to when yeah. Mine looked like a projects. When I, went there. <laughs> I lived, lived in East Hall in the dorms. It was straight up projects. And now what was this? Eighty six. Ninety. We're going backwards now. Ninety five. But yeah, it was like these kids are so lucky. This is like awesome. Yeah. Um. It, no, they have the a bunch of new buildings there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know that uh, Henry Hudson's is no longer open over there. Oh, I love Hudson's. <laughs> yeah. We used to do a race to ten. See how many. First date with my wife. At Hudson's? There you go. Right over there by the apartment complex? Yep. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a weed shop place. now. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. It's Big surprise. I liked it because it was like a, about it's upgrade. 50 yards from Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the thing I could afford was Hudson's yeah. and Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> race to 10. You drink 10 beers, it cost you like 10 bucks. Yeah. You know, they're like a dollar. And they were like little eight ounces. Yeah. But then they they'd, would do the job. They'd kick you. Oh, they'd kick you. As soon as you stood up and got out of there, they'd yeah. kick you. But no, yeah. Um, uh, UCO hockey, we've we won several national championships. So yeah. you know who hasn't won any? OU. Yeah. That's oh. right. I don't. Know. Is this a hockey rivalry? <laughs> yeah, it is. I, would, I wouldn't know. I it don't is. Know. It's a mass. It's a massive rivalry. I'm a, listen. I don't know anybody at OU hockey, so I'm UCO yeah. all the way, man. There you go. There you go. That's all you need to know. Bronchos. Bronchos. Don't. Yeah. It's not a Broncos. Why it's Bronchos? What? Yeah, it's a broncho. Spelled B R O N C H O. I've seen it. So we are always bronchos. Yeah. It seems weird. 
<laughs> Oreo, you got anything? Oreo's been boxing. Well, no, I do um, some classes and stuff at, at, at Tidal. I DJ and mm-hmm. have classes and training and stuff. So it's pretty cool. I definitely, ev- cool. even though they're, and I know they're two different things. Well, it's, it's so it's like yeah. cardio style boxing? Cardio style. And then like they you do still have learn, people. I was say you still learn some stuff, man. You it's still not, learn nothing how against you're it. supposed to punch and different yeah. things. Yeah. But I, I, I will say this as far as some... Like you guys that do the full training and all that stuff. I mean, it takes a lot of work. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm being dead serious. Hundred like, percent. You guys that put the hours in and stuff. Like after like a thirty minute class or an hour, I'm like, <laughs> so you guys really and the discipline that you guys have, um, especially me being one of them. Hey, you're punching wrong, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Dude, the best thing is is when a, a new guy, this is a tough guy, comes into the gym, and you're like, okay, put these twelve ounce gloves on boxing gloves and for a minute they like a minute later they're like can't keep their hands up no. you know what i mean like they just people just assume like i'm a tough guy it's no problem it's the best thing to see their their Everybody will just breaks that they could actually fight in real life and only about one percent <laughs> i was gonna say one yeah. percent can well there's there there's the street version you yeah. know let's get out of this alive type thing yeah. and then you guys have the like the like you know all around but like being able like i said You'll get in a class, and the first thing is like, "Hey, you're not punching right." People yeah. go through their whole life not knowing how to punch. Exactly. Sure, it's dangerous. Yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can get hurt. Yeah, especially if they run into somebody like you guys. <laughs> Shit. He said I, he's not looking for anything. I still, but he I will. Know. I know how to. <laughs> I know how to punch properly, and I still get hurt. Yeah, yeah. I've been uh, punched a whole bunch of times. <laughs> I've to nine nine handbreaks. So I was gonna say, yeah. wow. Josh broke his hand. <laughs> so many times. I didn't tell you when I broke my hand three years ago. Mm-hmm. Wrestling of all mm-hmm. those things, I got it stuck in somebody's pocket. I did go in, and when they X-rayed me, they asked me how many breaks. They said, "How many times have you broke your hand?" I've never mm-hmm. broke my no. hand. Yeah. So all those years, yeah, box I guess, fractures. I had these little fractures in my hand. Yeah. I never knew it. You know, you'd hit somebody wrong, like throw a punch at Josh, and he looks down, and you hit him in the top of the head, and like <laughs> he punched a, a center block. Yeah. And you're like, dang, I'm not going to throw a right for a couple of days. Yeah. And then you just go on about it. Yeah, I've had three pins. No, ten breaks. Three pins and ten breaks. I was 17 years old uh, playing in St. Louis, and uh, there was this kid on uh, Minnesota Ice Hawks, and uh, he was a Madison, Wisconsin gold glove boxer for his age. And he – and I fought him. He was the only other guy in the league that was undefeated in fights. And it he was tough. Uh, it was that was a that was I a mean, brawl in yeah in hockey there's bare knuckles so yeah at least I I have tape on my hand yeah. to help support well, some some guys would tape yeah some guys I would mean tape. I would if I was yeah I didn't I wish and it's something Tom Jones said for years and I agree I would like to see MMA go back to bare knuckle but just with taped hands tape hands I agree and uh, because you cannot look at a boxing uh, punch count. Guy like hits a guy seven hundred times or yes. something crazy in a fight, and that's the damage. That is the damage. That is the brain damage because the fist doesn't really hurt you too bad. It hurts, rocks your brain and your head. Mm-hmm. But if I hit Josh even with good punches for about ten bare knuckle, my hands are going to start hurting. Oh I'm yeah, start breaking things. And well, now, so is my face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the cuts and everything. And so it gets to be more like a, a real fight. The pad, the pad actually does worse. Yeah, more damage. Yeah, in boxing. Yeah, that's I'm, why MMA. There, there's there's not as nearly no. this what, they, a, what a 40, 40 punches a whole fight that's like saying something yeah well that's a, the the argument to go down to the the lighter gloves so you have there's th- those gloves do don't protect shit yeah. really just, no well, maybe stop cuts they stop oh really that's yeah. all it's there for yeah 
That's all it's there for. And then that's just because they don't. Who doesn't want like some, to see more? They don't, yeah, exactly. But they don't want a guy that's the champ or the they number don't. two in the world to have a gash that it's going to take a fight. six months to heal right enough to get cleared to fight because they may want to have him fight in three months. And I think that's why they took out elbows. Elbows. And pride. Yep. pride, you could soccer punt, but they wouldn't let you elbow. I think it's because <laughs> the guy might fight two months from now, and they don't want him to have his eyebrow. Well, the with fifty stitches. At that time, their money maker was Vanderlei Silva, and the dude had retarded eyebrows from getting L or yeah. cut open so much. So you, so Clay, you're still, you still have classes. You guys are still rolling. You're yep. still fully open yep. and you were planning on rolling continuing that. Continuing. We had this big conversation last night with my team about how I really, what I expect of them. And it was a really good, like, like a kind of a leadership battle thing I would gave them. And I knew it was coming because Charlie, mm-hmm. you know, Charlie Mills, he, mm-hmm. he, well, or does that mean you're going to compete too? I still get that mm-hmm. about three times a year. So when are you doing the tournament, Coach? And uh, you get the itch. Josh will tell you. Yeah, like you go to a show and you see a dude that you beat the hell out of, and he wins a belt and he gets all the glory and all the praise. This guy's the best ever. And you're thinking, I just killed this guy like a week ago. Um, so sometimes that gets to you. But at 44, I'm kind of like I get a lot of joy out of my team doing good. And so I train right now probably as hard or harder than I did than when I fought. Not because. Because I'm trying to hold on to what I was, but more of like, if I don't, I'm going to get beat up. Yeah. Like, I literally have to stay at the top of the pyramid so my guys keep getting better. Because eventually, you know, 50 years old comes around, and I may not be able to, but I'm going to push it as hard as I can until I can. Can't. Yeah. yeah. Josh, you going to get out there? And I don't know. I don't know. I, I had the oil job, so I was always gone. So, I don't know what's going to happen now with the, with the oil job. So, yeah. we'll see. Maybe. Be making the beast is coming back. Then. Yeah, really. This That's is awesome. this is just an intervention for you to step oh, in it? there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, that would hey, be awesome. yeah, I'm sure. Dave, he still comes in occasionally, yep. and he helps on my. Uh, Danny Demoss teaches my 10 a.m. MMA. Does a great job. He's a great grappler too. And uh, you know, Dave asked if he come in. I'm like, yes, dude. You're a legend. Come in there. These guys. Some of these guys don't even know who they are. And so, and then you know, Ryan, which McLean, is ridiculous. Yes. They'd, and then Ryan McLean, he comes in and rolls with me occasionally. He'll come in for like three weeks, and I won't see him for three weeks. The Ryan McLean? Yes, the Ryan the, the Ryan McLean. Ron McLean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the Ryan McLean. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Uh, now I so knew Beast, that Ryan I'm just was saying Beast is. I mean, <laughs> all right, I'm setting this up for I'm, the next let's guy. Yes, <laughs> we're all setting this up. This is the whole point of just <laughs> I, having you not, two together. I've done it before. I, I came back to town for, you know, I've been gone for like two years. I come back in. Yep. I think I. Did I sub you? <laughs> oh snap! Oh, oh snap! Last was, time, last time there was a radio altercation. You. Know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna move around till Josh gets tired. <laughs> That's I'm, true. I'm, I'm almost it down won't. to 160. I lost 25 pounds in the last uh, eight months. I just did a nice, whole man. life change and changed my diet. I'm still working out and everything, but I was just, I just wanted. I was like, this is it. I'm 44, and I'm gonna try to be skinnier. So. Skinnier. I He's always better. been. I feel kid. I feel better on the mats. I'll say that. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd like to do it. I'm would be awful at it. Do the gi. You got to go. About the gee. Start start there. I'm a Tulsa firefighter, and I've got guys all the time that said, you know, I did it a long time ago, or I've always wanted to do it, but I'm 50. Can I do it still? And I'm like, do the gi, because it slows it down. And when these guys, and they can are, also compete. You can compete and in you compete the, in your against age, white over, white belts in your age over class, 40 like, or over fifty. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I'm so, thirty five. So I know, but 
they have over. Do you 30s. see what we're saying? They yeah, over thirties. But the thing is, is you would only go against your rank. You wouldn't go against a black belt or brown belt or one of the high level guys. And in no gi. Um, You're going against animals. You don't have a clue. Yeah, I have no clue now. I mean, but I have more of a clue now that I've talked to you guys. Go get in the gi. I'm telling you. Yep. You'll know real. You'll know instantly if this is something you want to pursue. Spaz that's trying to go berserk on you. Just reach out and grab his jacket. <laughs> I mean, it, it it used to be. I used to hate it. As I got older, I'm like. Oh. You might. You know what? He played hockey and stuff, yeah, and they they do a lot of grabbing. Yeah, I know how to grab jerseys and stuff. So you got to grab in the if the guy's got longer arms than you, you grab in the elbow. Well, we do same them, size. You grab right the cuffs, here. But well, yeah, that's how I was taught. If when you're hockey fighting, if a guy's got longer arms than you, grab right here because if he tries to reach around you, yeah. he's not going to get there if yeah, your arms yeah. straightened out. Sure. That's an MMA technique. Yeah, is it? Wax on, wax off. Yeah, it is. No, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, really? Catch him in the in the in the elbow. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, can't extend that. Can't arm extend out. the arm. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. We probably stole that from hockey. Probably did. Probably did. Really? I, I have no clue. No, I doubt it. <laughs> I'd like I like hockey to take that win. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, about the only thing they're gonna win. <laughs> or are you, I'm gonna let Stucky yeah. know you said that. I'll, I'll let him He's know. Pull your shirt over your head and start punching him in a second. No, that nah. is that is completely useless. Nah. <laughs> just slip right out. Now I got nothing else to grab onto. No We're just two sweaty guys. Yeah, no, nobody wants to see that either. Oreo, you got anything? Those those are the main ones that I, the main questions that I had. I'd been stewing on those as soon as you said that Josh was <laughs> that he was going to be here. Yeah. I'm really glad you guys came. Yeah, um, me too. I'm man. really happy your wife let you come out. <laughs> yeah. Why? Oh, I figured she'd oh. want you to hang no, out with her. No, no, she's cool. Oh, I know she's yeah. cool. No, she's <laughs> a lot cooler than you. No, that's, that's also fine with me. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, well, I really appreciate you guys coming by. Yeah, man, it was fun. It really was. Does it remind you of your time on the radio? Yeah. Yeah, sort of. You really enjoyed that. I, I remember uh, when I was on the radio, yeah. you were one of my first remote interviews. Yeah. So we had that party at a, or you, your party. Yeah, Fish Fishbones. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah, back in the first. Yeah. yeah. When was that? Uh, well, you were on the show. I wasn't there. So yeah, so 2010. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wasn't there. I no. think I was in, uh, I was in Boston. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Good times. Well, Clay, I really appreciate you, you giving guys. us some some insight. Yeah. And uh, if anybody's looking into getting into that, go check out uh, Clay at uh, the Club, the Factory Grappling. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's literally across the street from here at the Automotive Industry Studios. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Clay. Oreo, I'm glad you can make it. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. I was good. Good. Solid fifteen. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how long. Way to put work in today. Yeah. yeah good job. <laughs> All right, thanks everybody. We're out. Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. Yeah, put them in the hot seat. Better grab your popcorn and get comfy while they're talking. The greatest show ever, got the greatest host ever. Talking about this statement, it's the greatest home ever. Baker always got it, and Max is on the hot street. With DJ Oreo, man, it's the Oklahoma hot seat. Yeah, the Oklahoma hot Better tell your friends to go and watch.